sliding down frozen ice and falling into a creek, experiencing and hearing stories from people who have traversed the world in the, quote, outdoor adventure capital of the Midwest, and taking children from disinvested communities down the hills of the biggest ski slopes in the state. Friends, we are snowbirding in Ohio. This is Mike R., and we discuss this and more in our new podcast episode. Welcome back to Season 5 of the Hashtag 59 Podcast. Part 1 of this season is wintering in Ohio, and this is Episode 2 of the season. Jill G here, hashtag 59 podcast, season five, part one. Jill, I am I am doing winter well in Ohio this year. I knew year. you were going to say you're dominating it. I'm I dominating know. Ohio. If you want to know how to winter in Ohio in the out, with an outdoor flavor. Follow you, not me, because I don't feel like I'm dominating it nearly as well. But I am, no, but I'm having fun. You are. I think you are too. I am too. I just haven't been able to do as much of it. Yes. But I, I just, I think more so the idea of being back here and just kind of laughing about it after all the winters that we did have. I know I coached basketball for a while, but like we've been doing a lot of fun, different things here this year. Yeah. And winter seems to be, I felt like it was quickly coming to an end. And then mid-March we had a nice little snowstorm yesterday so we're right back in it we are yeah winter could go on here forever not sure not sure uh so we have a couple different things that we've been doing and this is kind of uh maybe a round a round table roundup of it but i think it gives a good flavor of some things going on in ohio that you can do during the winter so first we're going to talk about the rocks and roots winter trail series i don't know if they have these all over the country they probably do but it is, I would consider it one of a kind. It's such a goofy, now, it's goofy amazing. thing. It's great. But it's hilarious. Even I mean, you part, you went just to watch this year and you really. I've never seen anything like it. So it's a series of races that happen in the winter. Actually, I'll let you describe it because you know more about it. Probably it's, so it's the, fir- it's the first Sunday in January and the first Sunday or second Sunday in February typically and you can sign up for both or one and they have 10 20 30 40 50k options and it takes place at a state park which is trail running get it rocks and roots because there's rocks on it but because of the weather it makes it really unpredictable this time of the year. In fact, I think I was telling you when we were driving home from that last one, I think I've participated in one, one or both of them off and on the last, the few years that we were here. But I think it, this was this year I had the iciest one I've ever participated, iciest race I've ever participated in anywhere. The muddiest at one point race I've ever participated in. My worst mileage time like ever. Well, because of all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my uh my slowest time ever to complete a race. Yet 
you continue to sign up for it. Yeah, here I was again. And so is our friend Bombosh. The Bombino and I just love the pain, I guess. Just love it. You guys don't even act that psyched when you're there, but you keep signing up and coming back for more. So it's, it is a – I think it's – there's something about – the organization's cool. They, they preserve <clears throat> and protect a lot of that space out there in the state park. And they have races throughout the year on the course, uh, one of which is like they do like a sunset to sunrise all night run. They have uh, the Sasquatch like uh, fall one. But this is – to me, this is their – Creme de la creme because there's water crossings. Mm-hmm. I ice skated through the course. I mean, you were tell a little bit about what you saw and witnessed. Well, I think it's a really unique race because, and I know a lot of trail races were like are like this. You know that they put a ton of time and energy, just like any special event. You know that a ton of time goes into it, and they are just so relaxed and calm. That's part of the reason I like it. You know, the start line is just kind of ambiguous. It's not really, but that's it kind of gives you that appearance. People are just gathering, and then they kind of just say, all right, guys, come over here. And maybe it's because these trail races here in Ohio are really small compared to, say, the organized marathons or half marathons that happen. But it just feels like the camaraderie is really there. It's a really friendly, easygoing kind of group. So you see everybody, I mean, dressed head to toe in winter gear and just layers upon layers. And the thing that I did notice this time about observing Rocks and Roots is that there was people of all ages, of all athletic abilities. Some people were definitely trying to sprint through it. Some were walking the whole course. It was just a fun winter activity. Everybody was welcome. You definitely, you just, I think the only common denominator that everyone has there is you want to, you're going to embrace some type of winter obstacle. Yes. Being in the out, outdoors yeah. in the race. But you, you said, I mean, I, I fell twice going down hills, walking into creeks. I watched a, I watched a lady cause the second race of the year was super icy. I watched a, a woman go halfway up a hill and then just put her foot on like an ice patch that was just a sheet of ice and she just rolled back to the bottom. And you kept, you were at a spot where maybe one of the iciest patches, but it had this little sliver of pavement right before it. Well, yeah, it was an actual road crossing. And then it was kind of funny because there was a number of volunteers there, I think two or three volunteers that were saying, no, 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 you don't, because it was close to the start line, but you weren't quite back from the first loop. So the volunteers were saying, no, you jump back into the woods. And the way to get back into the woods was this path that was a complete sheet of ice. And every racer stopped for a second and contemplated, I think, why they were doing it. And some just kind of like tippy-toed and tried to like inch and walk real fast and slipped and slide. Some people sat on their butts and just slid down. Some people swore and were just pissed, I think but you yet said, they kept going. I think you said, I saw two people who looked downright angry. They did. That, that they were... That, that they were in the middle of this, whatever it was. And you know they were going to feel super accomplished, because that's one of the things that you actually said at the end, was you felt proud of more proud of yourself for that race than you did some of the marathons. I couldn't believe... I, th- I mean... 
I went around the corner on this sheet of ice and I kind of felt like a strain in my calf that I had aggravated from a long run from two weeks before. And I thought, there's no chance I'm going to do this race today. And I did the whole thing and it, it was, it was great. It was, it's definitely, I think one of the cooler ways to experience and really winter in Ohio. I felt like it had to be on this podcast. Season. Yeah. I think too, as the day went on, cause it was pretty chilly out and obviously if there's so much ice it had been rainy and cold but as the day went on you did the 10k right just the, we had, yeah we had some well, other things ten, going on 10k clocking in around a 10k supposed to be 6.2 miles i was clocking in somewhere above seven miles both mike and bombino always question the mileage but any good trail run the mileage is never what it says regardless though. regardless as the day went on, because there's a 50K option, we kept looking at each other throughout the day and kept saying, people are still running. People are still running. People are still running. I mean, it's just such an intense course in trail, I guess, in Midwestern trails, I guess, I think. I haven't run it. But that's what I felt like from observing. It's that You're always going to get something. You just don't always know what you're going to get. And in the, about the best weather conditions you could ever hope for are 35 it's going to be 35 degrees and just a little mud or a little snow. That is like your, it's never been better than that. And I know too, our friend that runs it as well, he ran the 10K that day as well. But, you know, training is difficult in a state where it's super cold. So you do have to take care of yourself. But I think the idea is you can really seek out things that you like that could potentially be off season and it ends up being a lot of fun in a completely different way. So yeah. wherever you are, maybe it doesn't get cold where you live, but there's always different things or off-season opportunities or takes on an activity that you enjoy doing. And if you kind of focus on that and try to get out of your box a little bit, you'll probably meet a whole different group of people and a whole other subculture of either athletes or whatever you're doing. That want to participate. And people come from all over the Midwest, the, those that are competing in the 30, 40, 50 mm-hmm. uh, higher options. They do a really good job. And at the end, you cross the line, a little homemade vegetable soup. That's what I love about it. There's yeah. just so many unique little touches that are great. If you want to sign up, we'll put the, uh, for next year, they already have the tickets on sale. Oh, they're looking, perfect. They're looking for those ready to do some stream crossing. So we'll put it in there. And it was uh, our dog, Cotopaxi's first state park. Yeah, he got worn out, but he liked it, watching all the runners back and forth, barking at some of them. Another shout-out to that state park and the volunteers, too. I'm sure that you can sign up as volunteers. There's a lot that make that day work well and that people don't get lost or hurt. Well, you still might get lost and hurt, but we still need a lot of volunteers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the second piece from our roundup is – I had the honor and privilege of getting to speak at the Adventure Summit in Dayton about the trash cleanups that Hashtag 59 puts on, which was a blast. And it was a, what a neat event they have going on there in Dayton, Ohio in the winter. So I started following them online and it really looked like it was a big event. It's a big event. It's a premier. First of all, let's... Dayton, Ohio has dubbed themselves the outdoor adventure capital of the Midwest. Had never heard of that before. And they might 
be right. I mean, based off of the number of outlets that were there, it seems like they definitely are in the running. They claimed the part of the reasons were having surfable river waves. Which also no one's ever heard of, right? No, we're going to get into that. More, they have more, uh, Dane has more protected trails uh, in their metro parks yeah. system. Uh, they have, they went through a the number. The reasons why. Yeah, uh, they, they, might, they might be it, but this was a great event, like you said. They had stand-up paddleboard yoga in the pool. They had a, oh. a rock climbing competition inside. There both. were so many things going on simultaneously. And of course, like I said, I wasn't there. I was at home with the puppy. But watching all of the different things that were happening, it just seemed like, I think they even had like outdoor safety classes. They had so many different things that if you are into outdoor adventure, I would add it to your list if you're in the area for sure for next year. I went and spoke about taken out in the trash and I stayed and saw uh, Grandma Joy and Brad, which they're on Instagram at Grandma Joy's Road Trip, but we've been following them for a while. They've kind of gone viral, mm-hmm. if you will. And it was a woman in her eighties who never who worked who worked till she was in her late seventies, early eighties and she wanted to see a mountain and they went on this road trip around. I just, I started following them because I think, is it her grandson? Yeah. She and her grandson are visiting national parks. And so of course that's in our wheelhouse and have some nice posts. It's kind of a fun account to follow. They had a guy there who paddled from uh, Ohio down to Key West through a through different rivers on the Missouri, on the Missouri river. I mean, just this whole plethora of speakers and interesting activities like like we said uh they had a top rope competition when i was there they had a bouldering uh, a fast bouldering competition just once again lots of unique things if you start to seek them out yeah 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 and i guess i'm gonna maybe i'm gonna let them keep the outdoor adventure capital until somebody else uh really starts challenging them and trying to call it out that they are of the Midwest. Uh, But yes, they do have, so let's talk about that though real fast. You can surf in Dayton. So obviously we've talked about the fact that we did some surfing lessons down in Costa Rica. And so Mike had started to seek out anything surfing in the Midwest and they popped up. I think I wrote, can you surf anywhere in Ohio or something along those lines? And there they are. And there they are. And you haven't done it yet, but you've no. talked to some guys that are part of I talked Surf to Dayton, right? Sur- yeah, so Surf Dayton, they actually had a booth booth there at the summit. One of the guys used to live in Santa Cruz, California. When he got when he moved to Ohio to Dayton, he missed surfing. And one day he said he was driving home from his job and he saw waves forming in one of these river out river mouths in Dayton and he said those are surfable waves. Okay, hold up. So I know that I've only gotten up standing, thank you Sebastian, like four or five times in my whole life. So I'm not one to really have an opinion on this, but is it mostly like whitewater surfing or is it Wave waves. It's going to be like more like white water, and you're like popping in and out of a river mouth. I think. Okay. And you use more like your megalodon board. Yeah. So I had a huge board because I am not as athletic as Mike was, and so 
I, we called it the Megalodon. I don't even know exactly what that means. I think I was just thinking like that's mega what, huge. So that's what our friend Mike Bain from Hero USA calls their big boards when we do the kayak river cleanups. It basically looked like a stand-up paddle board that I was surfing on. It did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think you surf on. Okay. So either way, we're going to do that uh, nice. sometime soon. And we, we met people from the Ohio River Surfing Association. They're coming to one of our trash cleanups mm-hmm. this year, and they protect the waterways of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Who, just Who am I to say that tagline for Dayton? Why are we judging it? Obviously, they are. Yeah. They're, they're the they're capital. Yeah, if they got the gall to stand up and say it, it sounds like they're backing it up. Well, it sounds like they're backing it up big time. Yeah. So anyways, that was a really neat event to speak at. Yeah. And they have a second event that I guess is way bigger in October every year. Mm. I spoke at the February one, and I can't I mean, can't wait to see what kind of lineup they have there. In fact, the only feedback I actually offered them about it was I said – I almost felt like it could have been two or three days. It there was so it reminded me of going to Bonnaroo, the when music there's festival. So many shows at once. I'm like, how am I supposed to see Pearl Jam and Jay Z? They're playing. They're overlapping. Oh no! Like, who am I going to go see? And that's part of the lore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, number three. So another thing we learned to do last year was ski. Ski and. Our friends, uh, Mike and Dom, who were, uh, we do the trash cleanups with them. They have the nonprofit Hero USA. They might have been one of your very first podcast guests. Yes, right? they were. Yeah, Amy, Amy, Mike, and Dom came over to uh, our old apartment that we lived in. Mm-hmm. And we promoted the first, it was the first river cleanup that we did together. Yeah. And now we've done over 20 or 25 of these trash Maybe cleanups. Maybe four years ago. I think yeah. we just talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So they do a winter ski program that we actually raise money for through the trash cleanups where they take out youth groups from disinvested and under-resourced communities from around Ohio and they take them skiing because skiing and snowboarding are privileged sports in that they cost a lot of money. They require a lot of access to even to even get to the places. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you're not from a it's just very hard to figure out how to manage and do that, uh, unfortunately. But Mike and Dom are doing their best to, in small ways, uh, change that. And I, we had two programs. We did uh, with Boys and Girls Club of Central Ohio. And then we did uh, with Hoops for Youth. And, oh, gosh, that was a hoot. You had some really great stories of really wonderfully spirited children who were so excited to be, some so excited, some totally terrified, you know, learning how to ski, learning the equipment, learning about all the different aspects of it. It's a really special program that more people honestly should probably be aware of so that they could either contribute, whether it be financially or their time. Cause it does take a lot of volunteers when you have yeah. a lot of kids out on the slope. Mainly uh, to figure out the right, Helmet size and snow pants and all that jazz. And Mad River Mountain, which is the largest ski slope and ski resort in Ohio, was super helpful, super awesome to work with this year. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the one, the one girl that I had going up, I was riding up in a lift with her and 
she said, oh no, oh no, I'm so scared. I'm so scared, but I'm also having so much fun. I'm having so much fun. And she wound up going down these intermediate slopes that you and I didn't even go on in a whole winter last year in Colorado skiing. Yeah. It was great. I think it's a really unique experience too because you get the opportunity to see children overcoming different fears that I think are really present in adults, but maybe we don't have the capacity always to express them in such a way. And so I think it's really amazing to be able to pull a little bit of inspiration from kids that are able to participate. Yeah, it's great. Uh, more, A lot of the sports in the outdoors, unfortunately, are reserved for the privileged and those with access and money. And they're doing a really nice job in providing access to groups outside of that. So, Absolutely. And that, when we do our trash cleanups every year, uh, if you purchase tickets or make donations, or even if you just show up because uh, it's all about the awareness for those, they fund the programs on those days. Uh, so let's talk, though, also about Mad River Mountain. We had been there before, even though we didn't ski. Years ago. We went. Tubing. Tubing there. So, yes, Matt, so Mad River Mountain has... Ski slopes, you can also snowboard, of course, when you were there. But yeah, we went tubing with the Camps and the Finnerties, two of our friends from uh, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, years ago. Yeah, we made a weekend out of it. We went, we tubed, went out to eat, had drinks. It was fun. And they do have, so I know, you know, people think about Ohio as, I mean, and it's not a hilly state, but right here where Mad River Mountain is, is the high point in Ohio and it's over a thousand feet and for a state that is basically flat mm-hmm. everywhere when all of a sudden you're above a thousand feet you do have some nice hills mm-hmm. I I rode some really nice slopes so uh, it is a pretty good experience there yeah so it's great look at all that that was just I mean that's a lot and I think the idea behind this episode was that There's a lot of different opportunities and activities that you can participate in with the outdoors, but you have to look for them. They don't have to be a complete series. You can do them in a one-off, but there is a lot to do even in the winter in Ohio. Yes. So let's do a couple rapid-fire questions. Okay. How many cups of vegetable soup should one have after volunteering or finishing the Rocks Rocks and Roots Winter Series, you think? Well, I was simply an observer, and I had one. I had two. And the lady who was making that soup wanted me to have about 17. It was great. It was actually really good vegetable soup that had, like, lima beans in it. Lime, peas. You were, yes, I you were very peas. excited about there it. There's a lot of unique vegetables in it that I wouldn't have thought of this time of year. Uh, so, yes, I would say everybody should have at least one. What we already answered this one. I had, is Dayton really the outdoor venture capital of the Midwest? And if not, who is? Who are we to judge that? I'm going to say a hard yes. I'm going to say yes because nobody else is even trying to... Haven't even heard it. Nobody's no. even talking about it. Good for you, Dayton. Yeah. Way own to it. own that. Own it. Okay. So here's one. I'm going to have to say it. Real snow is better than fake snow to ski and snowboard on. I don't think anybody would question you on that. Yes. But here's a better question. Is fake snow better than no snow? Ooh. Because if you don't have if you don't have the ability to make some extra snow to supplement, you're not gonna get to ski here. No. I, mean, I don't know, because I didn't hit the slopes with the fake snow. I did here, it was super hard to fall on. 
But the, it also could have been that there wasn't that much snow and it had been kind of icy. It was actually icy, I think. So I think from that aspect, it might have been a little worse because of the actual real conditions going on out there. It definitely felt a little different. Now, actually, what I really noticed the difference between real snow and fake snow was I had to really, and Klepface talked about this, one of our friends, really hard focus turns. Yeah, you like, said you had to really carve through it differently than when we were in Colorado. And the first time I did it, no. Yeah. So when I went to carve, I didn't carve enough, and I just went. Flew down the hill. Roll. First I flew, then I fell. Oh, that was pretty typical, though. No matter yeah, where we I like to do that a lot in Colorado. I think, though, hands down, we'll say real snow, obviously. So we're going to put in the show notes, uh, you know, Rocks and Roots, the Adventure Summit, Hero USA, Mad River Mountain. These are all places that you can, you can work at, you can volunteer at, you can go to, you can experience. And I guess before we jump off, uh, do we have any, you know, last episode you really talked about your Metro Park visits. Do you have any updates, Jill? I do. Thanks for asking. I've actually been to two additional Metro Parks since the last time that we did a podcast. One is Pickerington Ponds, which I give a 10 out of 10. And actually, my takeaway from that, however, is even if you're going to a Columbus Metro Park, you really should still look at the trail layout and how long they are. Because at the, we talked about this last time. Most of the Metro Park's trails are super short, like half a mile, quarter mile. Some are just viewing points. But every once in a while, you're going to get on one that also is doubled as like a bike trail. So it's like 19 miles. Yes, and that was Pickerington Ponds. And we had our puppy and we went too far and thought we were on a loop and we really weren't. So we had to double back and it really, I'm being more dramatic than it was, but I thought it was a good reminder to always really focus on where you're at, where you're going, because in regards to safety, wasn't a super hot day, but it could have been. And uh, Pickering Tamponza was beautiful, even in the winter. There was a lot of really cool paved paths. Um, there was skateboarders and strollers and bikers and walkers and everybody, runners. There was a lot of activity there because it was also a spring-like day in the winter. But then today, you went to another new one in a totally different way. Today, we went to Three Creeks Metro Park, and it was very cold and very snowy and it has a dog park for small dogs shouldn't talk about this because it was like a nice top secret but our new neighbors just told us about it but there's a really wonderful large dog park and they have split it for dogs under 30 pounds and over 30 pounds which is actually pretty nice um our dog socializes with dogs of all sizes but i think in regards to really active play when he's this young that seemed great there's also a huge recreation, I guess flag I assume football. recreation, flag football game. Um, huge and uh, looked really exciting. We didn't have the opportunity to do too many trails, but I think it's just a reminder that at a lot of these metro parks, there's lots going on. So I checked two more off my list. I think you're up to seven or eight now. Yeah, and unbeknownst to me, it's daylight savings time today. So whenever you're listening to this, this was actually in March when – daylight savings time because I kept saying once we hit daylight savings time I can go after work during the week here we go we're really gonna start revving up and doing a lot of them now so we'll see I think we'll provide an update every time every time with your Jill G's Metro Park update no problem that helps hold me accountable 
Friends, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We're going to be back with episode three of Wintering in Ohio very soon. If this is your first time listening to us, give us a subscribe click if you liked the content to get every future episode. And you can check out our Patreon page, become a member. We're grateful for any support. And finally, our website, hashtag 59.com for past podcast episodes. There's about 108 episodes now on there. Thanks, Jill G and Amy K. Outdoor adventure articles of all shapes and sizes, our trash cleanup event schedule, and information about our unordinary adventure outings. Mike R. and Jill G signing off here, wishing you good vibes and some adventure wherever you might be. Peace, love, and dirt. Peace.